This is how a civilization falls. Now, I like the US. It has this horde of skeletons in the closet, but as superpowers go, it has been a benevolent one, comparatively speaking. It wants to do what's right, it wants freedom for the people, and it's certainly a far, far better alternative than the next candidate for superpower waiting in the wings. I shudder to think what that country will do once it's on top. So, I really am saying this with a heavy heart when I say the US has fallen. Now, it's a prosperous country with deep roots, so most of us won't realize that it has in fact passed away until some distant future. But historians will point to today and say that this was the day. It won't be COVID, or some economic crash, or some war, but this. The moment when a mob of protesters stormed the U.S. Capitol, forcing the Congress to flee before it can debate, debate, let alone officially confirm the next president of their country, the president their fellow citizens elected. Now, there were riots before. The reason why this is the bullet that begins the end isn't the riot, and it's not violence either, nor that the capital was overrun for the first time since the War of 1812. It's not even the president who incited this event. Those you can recover from. It's what motivated these people, and what motivated other people to support or at least overlook these actions until it was too late. It's the terminal illness that spread to the hearts and souls of the people of that country. That's why it just won't go away. That's why the storming of the capital is just the most visible manifestation of that illness. People don't trust each other. So much so that nearly half the country thinks their next president is wrongfully elected. So much so that even when the judges from their own party line dismiss their accusations of fraud outright nearly every time, and officials from their own party again insist that the election was fair, these people will only listen to the voices that say the other half the country is conspiring against them. That's why even now, so many of its people still condone the storming. After all, if the election is rigged by traitorous cabal of elites supported by ignorant or outright treasonous half the country, shouldn't you go to war? And of course, it is highly unlikely now that the other half will act differently if and when the tables turn. Because they think the other side is almost completely composed of ignorant, the deplorable, or outright Nazis. And this outlook of universal suspicion has been fanned by the highest leaders of that country for a while now. And asking these people to look at evidence is pointless, because suspicion is not about evidence, it's about distrust. It's saying, I do not trust you as a person, and if I don't trust you, I don't trust your evidence. After all, I'm not accusing you of lack of evidence, I'm accusing you of lying. And the problem is that half the country thinks the other half is lying, and lying about everything. And when that happens, the country is in its death throes. Now, if this happened in a country where its democracy is a sham and dictatorship and coup d'etat is a regular occurrence, then it wouldn't matter. Trust is not needed there, only power, power to stamp out dissent. But democracy is the bedrock to which the U.S. stands. And democracy and its freedom can exist only if people trust each other. Not agree with each other, mind you. 
In fact, blind agreement to one side or another is a dangerous sign. Just look at the next superpower standing by to take over. They excel at imposing an agreement among its people. See, people in actual democracies need to trust each other even if they disagree. Trust enough that each person will uphold their part in, in preserving their community. Trust that they will do their part in rightfully raising up their representatives. Trust that the other side aren't being controlled by baby-eating monsters or neo-Nazis or whatever slander you want to hurl. If half the country distrusts the other side so much that they storm its government to stop their own democratic transition, then a country founded on democratic ideal cannot stand. This isn't rocket science. And it's not a one-off thing. The extreme polarization of America has been the major trend for decades. And if you think it's only those protesters, well, actions have consequences. Each action leaves a mark, carves a path for what comes after. Whoever wins the next election, say Trump comes back and wins, do you really think the half of the country that don't vote for him will now quietly accept that everything was proper, fair, and not suspicious at all? That they will somehow refrain from spreading their own conspiracy theories and storm the capital? Where we start from, how low, how hellish we begin today, depends on where we ended on the previous day. And the hellishness of today becomes the norm of tomorrow. That's what the Christian idea of the original sin is trying to describe. And now the gate is open. It's not one bad election. Distrust, and dare I say contempt, has been engraved in people's souls. And that will bring them to this point again and again and again, and again. And that, that's what will kill the United States of America. Because it's impossible to be a country when half the country simply can't abide the other half. And the thing is, when the problem of polarization was being raised over the past several years, people in the US expressed some concerns, but in the end sort of shrugged it off. Sort of like how they shrugged off the news of COVID at the beginning of 2020. And now, a new illness is rooted in their souls. It's now a pandemic. It has seared away their trust and burned down their peace. This is how a nation falls. I say there, but I said it's a pandemic. And pandemics cross borders. Well, this is what do you mean God speaks? So here's that God story. When the Bible declared that every single human being was created in the image of God, that every human being has the potential to show the presence of God even when we are fallen. And when Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for them and love each other as I have loved you, all this isn't just some impossible ideal that God was throwing at us just to see us struggle and fail at it. It means that's our aim. We can begin here, like trusting in your fellow human being even if you disagree with them and you don't like each other. Trust them enough that they are, most of the people that you will meet are at least as decent as you, even if they are as fallen as you are, and you are fallen as much as they are. That God can bring some good through them just as he can with you. Especially if you follow the Christian story, where God reached out to us even when we were at our worst, even when that brought him to the death on the cross. If you believe that, 
Maybe, maybe we can reach out and walk with those we think rather arrogantly to be somewhat worse than us, even if that may cost us the president we want for the next four years. Trust, not a lot, just trust that they won't do what you won't do, that they can disagree with you and can bloody vote differently than you, but they won't form some dark cabals to eat babies and commit fraud at a national level. They won't, just like you won't. Or at least they wouldn't in situations where you wouldn't. And you're not in a situation where you would do those things, right? Right? Now if you think you would do those things, well... It's great that you're honest, but then we're doomed for a different reason. And that the church in the U.S. failed in being enough of an example so that people are brought to engage their neighbors with some trust to forge peace rather than follow the words for incitement and discord, that the church failed in that, we the church will pay for that. God will call us to account. He always does when his people fail at being an example that brings peace to the world and sometimes do the opposite. So, this is it. This is how the U.S. has fallen. I'm calling the time, January 6, 2021. Unless, of course, there's a miracle. And I do believe in miracles. But miracles are miracles because God seemed to grant them so rarely. I am Paul Sungo Jung, and until the next episode, I will be waiting here.